This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Well, hello, everybody. It's episode 28 of Radiant Reflections. It's uh, uh, You're here with the Joshes. The two Joshes, Pastor Josh Harima, spiritual formation pastor, and JB, worship arts pastor. We both have, I see you've got a picture of your wife on your phone. I do, I too. I do, yeah. Yeah, see. We, Turns out cool. I like looking at my wife. Yes, it's a good thing after <laughs> how many years? Uh, it'll be 16 in June. 16 so. in June, wow. Now, that's you and amazing. Lisa, you've got 20 so 20. Three in nice. December. Nice. 23. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Dude, you've got almost a quarter century being married. I know. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. That it's is pretty awesome. Cool. It gets better and better every year. Hey, before we talk about this week's coffee. Yes. I had, after last week's episode. Okay. My brother shot me, my younger brother, Andrew, mm-hmm. he shot me a text. I'm trying to find it back. Apparently he grows... Red currants and gooseberries, which we talked oh, wow. about. <laughs> we talked about that last because that was last is, week. Is right? he like a farming guy? So yeah. So my okay. my my okay. brother he grows tons of stuff, and he sent me pictures. I mean, you guys can't see this, right? But his pictures. So those are the red currants, and those are the gooseberries. Oh, well, gooseberries look like grapes. They do look like grapes. And I asked him. I said, "What do you what do you do with those?" Right. And he says, "With the red currants, he use those for like preserves or baking." And he says, "You can do just about anything with gooseberries." Wow. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I would do with a gooseberry, but smear it on toast. Throw it at somebody. Like, yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know. So that was just a little uh, little follow up from last week's coffee. We yeah. had that fancy madcap uh, blend. It was fancy. And, uh, yeah, El Salvador. Like, goose, like red currants and gooseberry. Those were some mm-hmm. of the things that we had in the in the tasting notes. So. Anything you want to say before we talk about this week's coffee? Well, before we talk about this week's coffee, do we talk about the coffee event? We or? should. Okay. We should. Just right okay. on the front end. Last week, I think we talked about it at the end. Yeah, we'll just do it at the end, Just in case people too. get bored, we'll talk about yeah. it at the front end this time so they don't yeah. miss it. So uh, <clears throat> we want to encourage everybody uh, that wants to come register for the event. It's May 13th. It's fast and approaching. It's going to be yeah, from be quick. Uh, 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. in the church lobby. We're going to use the cafe uh, bar there. Um, and set up all the gear. We've got, did you check how many registrants? I did not see how many. I mean, the last I knew it was like 20, but I did not look wow. at all. I didn't, okay. I think it's been a week since I looked. And we have so, the cups coming. Well, as I get our total number. There we go. I'll get the, I'll get the cups all ordered. Yep, we're going to do some, uh, we're going to do some coffee. Going to order a bunch of coffee. And we've got some prizes that we're, we're working on. It's going to be fun. Yes. So make sure that you register for the event. And again, thanks so much, guys, for getting us to that 750 subscribers. We're at 771. Okay. So Last we, just keep, I uh, we keep ticking up. We're, we're chugging along. Let's, let's look one more time here. Because we do, we want to say uh, coming up to 1,000. Okay, 775. Okay. So we're up. Man, it's just... Yep. Chugging along. Yeah. Rock yeah. and roll. 225 more subscribers, and we're going to do something bananas. I don't know. You know, who knows what we'll do. Um, but it will involve bananas. And coffee? And coffee. Yes. Is there, do you think there's a, there are any coffees out there that have banana tasting notes? I have never seen that. I I saw, I wanted to order this, but I thought I would wait till the kind of the coffee supplies get a little lower. Ben. Okay. He sent me, he gets... He knows about coffee. Well, he knows about coffee. And he sent me a link to where he gets his subscription from. 
And I was looking at Kova. some of the... Kova. Oh, yes. So, and I was looking at some of those, and they had one. I was really intrigued. They have one that's like pineapple and dark chocolate. I love pineapple. Dude. Like, so uh, yes. one of these days, I'm going to order a bag from Kova, but... Well, I'm going to order Kova for the event. Okay. 100%. Okay. Because, so a lot of people don't know this, but uh, there is a Mecca for coffee. And the Mecca for coffee is uh, Portland in the Pacific Northwest. It's where third wave coffee, well, third wave coffee started in Seattle, but Portland really is the home of, of third wave coffee now. And you've got some like global leaders. Kova is one. Heart is another one. Hmm. Upper left. Uh, Proud Mary's is there. So how come we haven't had any of these on the podcast? I think we've had Kova. Have we? Have we had Corvus? Corvus is another one. I'll probably order some Corvus. I don't think so. I, I'm going to order quite a bit because I do I do still have quite a bit in the freezer, but mm -hmm. not as much as I did. Okay. Because I drink <laughs> Turns it. Turns out you drink it every day. <laughs> I drink it. I drink uh, 18 to 36 grams of coffee every day. What does that mean in like real person talk? That's like, four shots of espresso if you do 36 okay. grams. Okay. But here's the thing. And people are like, oh my gosh, you drink four shots of espresso every day. Here's the thing. Uh, most people like this is a normal cup of coffee, right? You see my hands. This is like a, whoops, like a 12 ounce, probably a 12 ounce cup. Yeah. This would be a 25 gram cup of coffee. So one cup of coffee is 25 grams. So when I drink 36 grams of coffee in the form of espresso, which it doesn't, espresso doesn't have more caffeine. It's not inherently more no. caffeinated no. than a cup of it's coffee. It's the exact same because I brew it. I just, you're just brewing it differently. It's the, the volume of coffee that you're actually drinking. So when I drink 36 grams of coffee, it's like a cup and a half of coffee. It's not. So enough. that's not bad because you've got people that drink a whole pot. Oh my gosh. I mean, they're, yeah. they're pounded way more than 36 grams. But uh, my guess is the people who are drinking a pot of coffee are not drinking the kind of coffee that we're <laughs> drinking because that would make your hair stand up. Like that would, that would really send you into a tailspin. I don't think that'd be good for you. We're looking at you, Pam yes. and LaBarba. La Barba, that's uh, true. So, well, hey, uh, today we do we talked so we talked about yes. the coffee event. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that's cool. Today we've got uh, we're we're like world travelers. We are today with our coffee. So we have this. I'm gonna. I think they you can see that on there. Yeah. Spokes. So uh, I got this bag of coffee from my buddy Josh Wired. Okay. Uh, he got this for us in Guatemala, like. Guatemala at the shop in, in Guatemala. In Guatemala, this yeah. is special. Yeah, so he was he special. was there visiting, uh, and he brought wow. this back. This is from Spokes Cafe. They got Spokes kind of a Cafe. cool little spokes yeah. thing there. Spokes Cafe in mm -hmm. Guatemala. I looked these uh, this place up. Yeah, and it's on Facebook. Wave. It's it's hardcore. You should actually go to Facebook, uh, type mm -hmm. in your search bar Spokes Cafe Guatemala. Mm -hmm. If you can read Spanish. Mm -hmm. You'll you'll navigate it well, but they've got some really cool videos on there. Yeah. Um, if you're ever in Guatemala, you should go to Spokes Cafe. The They're, next time you visit Central America, that's right. But no, I mean it's like a legit yes. shop. Yes. So so we have this. This is their. What is the variety their, of beans? Their bourbon amarillo. Well, so it's not there. Yellow bourbon. Because what? bourbon amarillo is a variety of coffee bean. See, I don't know. What you, this you, yes. this is you get to educate me on that. Yes. Uh, it, it's a washed process. Washed process, okay. I don't know what Palencia means. That's the origin, so that's where it's at. So and we're going to... something there. So yes, he, well, so I got... Farm of the... Farm of something. Sirocco. Socorro? 
I'm gonna Socorro, not so. I'm going to my Apple Translate. Socorro, C O R R. Oop, nope, that's not it. Maybe it's the soccer farm. I don't know. Help. Farm of help. help. The farm of help. Wow. So like uh, my understanding is like this. There's a connection between this coffee roaster, this coffee shop, mm -hmm. and Student Ministries International. Cool. So it's kind of like a cool, like, so it's wow. good coffee with good, good vibes. Purpose. Yeah, I mean, so it's so really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. um, altitude, I see it has there. Yeah. So it's, it's a lower altitude. 1650 MSNM. I don't know what that means. Uh, meters of some kind, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's it. So it, it's there. Yep. Uh, I crossed off the tasting notes. Okay. I'm uh, under the gun So this you're going to, you're okay. going to have to put your, your tasting to the test here. I'm going to say oranges, absolutely oranges, uh, and or citrus is what I'm tasting. See, you, do you think you, you go citrus a lot? I don't guess, do you, do you really like citrus? Or I wonder if I love, if your tongue is well, just like Ethiopian coffee is my favorite. Citrus, yeah. Which is almost always fruity and citrusy, right? Um, Which it does have kind of that tang. It has tang. Like a, like exactly. a citrus thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to say citrus. I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say a nut of some kind. I'm going to go with macadamia nut. Macadamia nut? Yes. Because I've seen this on a coffee bag before. <laughs> um, I have to have a third uh, guess. Okay, let's have a little bit more. And I'm going to go with um, vanilla. Vanilla? Vanilla, citrus, and macadamia nut. Huh. So the taste... And I, in the same galaxy. Well, so I'll read you what they have on the bag okay. for the notes, okay. but then I'll give you additional information. Okay. Because I mean, this, was, uh, this was part of the thing that clued me. I'm like, okay, I think this is like a serious, okay. serious deal. So what they have on the bag is... And I had to look these all up because they had them in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, but it's honey. Okay. Nectarine. Nectarine. Which, I mean, that's that's your fruity right there. Yes. And prune. Prune. Okay. Which, that's at least if, if Apple Translate gave me the right. And I crossed off to Spanish, so I can't tell you. I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> but, but this is from the roaster. This is, this is information from the roaster. Um. So this comes. So this one comes from uh, Finca El Socorro y Anexos, which is their top farm, apparently. Okay. And apparently, this particular this particular bean uh, mm. has won their the Cup of Excellence mm. several times. I don't know what that is, but I mean, it sounds like it's pretty cool, fancy. So something in yeah. Guatemala, their Cup yeah. of Excellence, um, based on their last cupping. So that's the you yes. know the fancy fancy stuff right there. Uh, they said it had syrupy notes, a juicy and round body. Yes, I taste the juicy. More yeah. of the sweet spot notes okay. with milk chocolate and graham cracker. Interesting. So I don't know, but I mean the nectarine. You you had like the fruity. Hey. I don't know if nectarine is citrus, but I would lump it. Nectarine in that is same, a citrus. It's I lump it, it in the same category. Yeah, so, so oranges and nectarines are similar. So we're calling. I'm going to take win. half a point. Yeah, I think I think you have more than earned that. So. <laughs> 
All right, so those wa watching last week, you saw that our A camera, which you're watching right now, had a little bit of funky stuff happening. It appears it's happening again. So it's kind of like we're in the matrix. Yes, so we don't know what that is. We tried to fix it, but it, it seems to be uncooperative at this point. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll just go like this. If it gives you seizures, uh, probably stop watching. Cease and desist. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Not, not cease and desist. Don't <laughs> do that. Ah, you see, that's terrible. If you're out Full there and circle. you're having, I'm not. I'm not making fun of you. Uh, you're an awesome person, and we love you. Yes. Uh, and we don't want you to have seizures. No. So, so if this causes that, probably don't. Probably don't do that. I am so. not checking my phone for text messages. Uh, I'm looking at my screenshots, Josh, from yesterday's message, which you brought. I did. And I say, I, t I think I text you the same thing every time you share, Josh. I love how much scripture you bring to the table. Mm. I love the volume of scripture. You didn't get to watch uh, the message live or listen to the message yet. You want to go back. Uh, this is part of our Awaken series in the book of Acts. Josh, you were in Acts chapter 6. Yes. Unpack, yep. just right out of the gate, start start explaining a little bit of what you were sensing God had for us. Yeah, so this is a shift, right? I mean, we, we go through the whole narrative. The church is launched. Holy Spirit shows up. Uh, there's opposition from outside. And then we have this, it's almost, it almost seems out of place, mm -hmm. right? Because you've got all this stuff happening. And then Acts chapter 6, you see this, co this complaint mm -hmm. come up from a certain group within the church, right? Yes. They're They're... Christians who their background is Jewish. Mm -hmm. So you've got the Hellenistic Jews and the Hebraic Jews. Right. And there's some there's some conflict there because the, the mm -hmm. Hellenistic Jews, these Jewish people who uh, have a lot more of the Greek influence, mm -hmm. right? Like they're like, man, like our widows aren't aren't getting what they're supposed to in right. daily, you know, food distribution and whatnot. Right. I'm like, well, this is a really weird story. Yeah. Right, like, I mean, yeah. it, now, to be fair, it does set up kind of where Acts goes next mm -hmm. with, with Stephen and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. And so you, so you see that the 12, the apostles, they take time and they're like, well, okay, here's what we're going to do. We need to, we need to designate certain people for this particular task because mm -hmm. we can't do it. Right. So it's like, oh man, I really, I really, you know, as I, as I read through that, I'm like, man, you really see some of the differences in, in calling and in purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was kind of where I, I felt like we needed to focus yesterday mm -hmm. in, in the message was yeah. just that idea of the differences in, in calling and purpose mm -hmm. and, and giftings, right? Yeah. We're not all the same. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting right away when you were reading in Acts chapter six, that what they said was, um, we can't leave the preaching of the word of God. Mm. So for them to be able to do what these folks were asking them to do, the Hellenistic Jews and, and the Hebraic Jews, they would have had to stop doing what for them was most important. That stood out to me right away. Maybe we should just even read the text, John. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, um, it's not a super long. Uh, so again, we, we camped out for that first part in Acts chapter six, verses mm -hmm. one through seven mm -hmm. is where we were yesterday. If you, if you were, if you weren't able to uh, join us for the yeah. message. Yeah, so Acts chapter six, uh, in those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, there arose a complaint by the Hellenistic Jews against the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution. The 12 summoned the whole company of the disciples and said, it would not be right for us to give up preaching the word of God to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, select from among you seven men of good reputation, 
full of the Spirit and full of wisdom, whom we can appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. This proposal pleased the whole company, so they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch. They had them stand before the apostles, apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. This is amazing. I mean, if you think about what, this is where most people would say that the first diaconates uh, in the Greek, the deacons mm-hmm. were called deacons of the church. And if you're a church person, you've been around the church for a long time, you know what a deacon is. Well, right? depending on tradition, right? I mean, True. I mean, some faith, uh, some church traditions, you, you would utilize deacons. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, some you don't see that come up quite as often. Right. So. Right. But it is biblically, that's, a, it is that's biblical. a, a role within the church. Yes, so. yes. So right away, Josh, I, as you were sharing, just some things that kind of popped out to me. Uh, you said something that it was, it was a li- you had to stop and think about these three phrases, I felt like. I had to really think about it. So you said uh, uh, purpose, and you're talking about gifting and the differences in gifting. Purpose is your what and why. Calling is your who and where, gifting is your how. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit more in relationship to this text. So, I mean, this is this is where you see, you have. Well, we'll just we'll just go with the twelve, mm-hmm. right? Because so the twelve are like, hey, it wouldn't. Which I actually think it's pretty strong language. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be right for us. Yes. Give us like they they know yes. this is this is what we're supposed to do. We know right. our purpose, uh, and we see. Even, and again, this kind of borrows from a little bit later in, in Acts chapter 6 into Acts 7 and 8. Like, oh, we Josh, see... we, had a, we have a, a problem. Uh-oh, my mic. What happened there? Let's, uh, that's cool. Here, let me help you. Yes. <laughs> we got oh, a little pause here. Fixing my microphone. There we go. Rock and roll. So, okay. so you see as they, as you go into that, right? Like as the church kind of disperses with persecution, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you see this dispersion. The twelve stay in Jerusalem. Right. Right. So, so they're like, man, we we know what we're supposed to do. We know where we're supposed to do it. We know right. who we're supposed to reach. Right. Uh, and we see the giftings, right? Because in Acts four, we see that uh, it was remarked that these were ordinary, uneducated men. Yes. These are not guys that. Right. They. They, they don't have this, you know, natural ability to teach. They haven't been taught mm-hmm. to teach. Uh, so I would, I would suggest that whether it's in like their, their, their spiritual gifting or just kind of the, the role that Jesus and Holy Spirit equipped them for, uh, they were there to teach. So their gifting would mm-hmm. have been teaching right. or, you know, that more of that prophetic gift, right. you know, the exhortation. Like, so you see kind of all three of those things come down yeah. Uh, on them. Yeah. Versus you've got these seven guys, you know, Stephen, Nicholas, mm-hmm. yep. you know, Timon, right? Bonus these stuff. guys, right? They're they're put in charge of something that's a little bit more administrative. Right. Right? You it's it's a totally different role. Mm-hmm. Now, you still see them well, and you will see in Acts six and seven, right? Mm-hmm. Stephen knows how to preach the gospel. Yes, he does. And, yeah. he, and he and he lays it out pretty mm-hmm. pretty clearly. Yeah. But we see at least in Acts Acts six the first part like nope this is this is what you're called to do you your 
purpose, your what, mm-hmm. is you're going to oversee the okay. distribution for the Let's for the talk widows. through that. The, per- you know, the what is the distribution to the widows, okay? Right. And why? Why? So, you know what's funny? I knew you were going to ask about this, and I was kicking this around in my brain yesterday, and I had I actually had a great way to unpack it, and it's totally fallen out of my mind because I was like, oh, I need to unpack that more. And I had, it was all, it was all right there. And then it totally fell out. So that's going to sound lame, but. No. Like I'm totally. Well, I, I think in that context, the, the purpose, you know, being your what, what, what are they actually doing? They're ministering to these widows, right? And why are they doing this? They're doing it because we know that James tells us later on, and you mentioned this in your message. Yeah. Pure and undefiled religion is caring for widows and orphans. So the why is because. God tells us to do this, right? right? I mean, and that and that's a theme woven throughout throughout Scripture. I mean, right. Old Testament, New Testament. Right. The like why. This, this caring for those in need. Mm-hmm. That's you can't get away from that. Mm-hmm. So, and the calling is your who and where. So the who is is the widows, the, the widows. Hellenistic right. widows, and, and the where case, the ones there in you know in Jerusalem, right in right? Jerusalem. That's where this is all going down. Mm-hmm. Right? Now later, you probably see this extrapolated into other contexts, mm-hmm. and other people would have taken over that, but. Yeah, yeah. For them, it, this was all. Hey, you're gonna handle this here in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And again, from a gifting standpoint, again, you're probably gonna see more of your administrative gifts or your, yeah. your gifts of service or, mm-hmm. or of helps. You know that that mm-hmm. type of thing. It doesn't specifically tell us that. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of taking from what we read later in Scripture about the gifts. Right. Saying, well, I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. That these were things that. Yeah, they would have shown a pattern in their lives that they had a gift of administration or a gift of of sort of facilitating things to be able to be entrusted. Not only, uh, I really liked in your message, Josh, how you said that there were these requirements for what would have seemed to be a lesser Mm -hmm. type of service, Mm -hmm. you know, in the church. Oh, waiting tables versus being on stage and teaching the Bible. Um, You and I, you know, serve in, in worship together. And one of our one of our anthems is you're leading worship wherever you are. You know, it's not just the guy. You know, yesterday happened to be Caleb. Uh, you know, the guy behind the main microphone that is leading. It, it's the person behind the screen. You know, the the camera behind the per presenter screen. Everyone is leading worship in their own capacity. There isn't just one worship leader. Right. There is a person, of course, that kind of you've got a, you've got a point person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, you. I mean, you get into chaos and compete i mean if you got right. too many too many uh yep. cooks in the kitchen kind of which thing. is you know you kind of went that way you kind of went that direction in your message um and, and uh i know for me you said you said this as well there's complementary diversity not competitive division in gifting calling and purpose unpack that a little bit more How, where do you see um, maybe let's start with the negative first, competitive division. Well, this is this is when you you look at certain roles and think that they're more important. Mm-hmm. Whether whether it's done in a way that I strive for a certain position, mm-hmm. like, ooh, no, I need to be mm-hmm. some sort of a leader. Right. You know, I mean and, and unfortunately, I mean, we've mm-hmm. we've we've known people yeah. you know that, that have done this. I mean, and mm-hmm. not that it's always malicious, right? But like right. nope, hey, I need to be a, a leader, right? Like mm-hmm. they want this role mm-hmm. or the title. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm I'm qualified to judge motives, but it's like, well, like wh- why do you have to be mm-hmm. a leader right of something? Right. Um but I think sometimes we 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 see it and we think, well that's 
well, it's because it's a leader. That's mm -hmm. that's more important. Right. That's more recognizable. That's whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we we kind of jockey for those positions that we view as being more, yeah, what maybe it's more authoritative or mm -hmm. more whatever. Mm -hmm. But so we think at at the core of it, we think that that's better than right this. Yeah. But that's where I love I love the way that you approach things with the worship team, right? Man, before you have a stage position, mm -hmm. no, you're going to run cameras for a while. Mm -hmm. You're going to run pro presenter for a while. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's that biblical principle of if you're faithful with little, mm -hmm. right? if we can trust you with something that that doesn't have any flash bang or right. you know, glory, you know, mm -hmm. evident glory to it. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can prove faithful in that, well, then it's more likely that yeah. we'll be able to trust somebody with yeah. a more what looks like a more prominent position even though as you said yeah the person on stage singing is not mm -hmm. more important than yeah. the person running slides right Na yesterday you know Naomi is running slides guess what if she's not there in that function We're none trouble. of us can sing along no one. You know, unless you memorized all the words to every worship song that we do that's right but, like that is a, a necessary oh, component man. Of, of our corporate worship. It is. So, I mean, so yes. Mm -hmm. So we could say, oh, well, yeah, the band is probably... More. No, because otherwise it's just a concert. Yeah. If they're up there and we don't have somebody who's right pushing the button to, you know, mm -hmm. work through the slides, we're not we're not yeah. actually engaged in it. So, yeah. Yeah, and even the people at home who are watching online, yes. they're watching yes. those, those lyrics come through as well. Josh, where do you think uh, the divisiveness... Uh, comes from where? What is this competitiveness? I mean, what's at the heart of, of that sort of thing? Well, I mean, I mean, you could probably boil a lot of it down to pride, mm -hmm. right? I mean, but but from our <laughs> from our beginnings, humanity has sought to grab hold of more than what we're supposed to, mm -hmm. to try to claim positions higher than what mm -hmm. is in our design, right. right? I mean, you see this in the garden, right? Like, well, hey, you do this, and you'll be like God. Yeah, we are always trying to grab onto. You see the Tower of Babel. Essentially, yep. they commit the same sin. They're like, yep. "Hey, let's come together. And let's achieve this, man. We can ascend to the heavens. Right? We can be like God. Right. I mean, we, in our sin nature, we strive for things that we at least perceive to be positions of of authority, of prominence, mm -hmm. of you know, of influence and visibility." I think is part mm -hmm. of it. Um, I don't know. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah. I mean, I try not to get too heavy with these sorts of things, but I do think of of the scriptures in Isaiah where where the enemy says, "I will ascend. Mm -hmm. I will." So there there is such a deep root of idolatry in us. You know, God has made us to be worshipers, and we will worship no matter what. Mm -hmm. We're we, worshiping something. We <laughs> are going to worship. It's just like spiritual formation. You are being spiritually formed. Mm -hmm. Every single day you are being spiritually formed. Now, you could be spiritually formed to good. You could be spiritually formed to bad. Uh, so I do think that some of that competitive divisiveness in the church when it comes to giftings is directly related to uh, wanting to be more than God has made you to be. And even that word more, that that feels funny. Maybe different than what? Because more is, mm. is a qualitative, right? Right. Like if I have more M&Ms in my hand than you do, right. it's a better thing. Yes. Uh, right. We, we have this sort of quantitative way 
of, of judging each other in the church versus a qualitative way, which is defined by constitution. What am I made of? Like, what did God make me to do? You did a phenomenal job describing this, Josh, uh, with, a, with a word picture. I loved it when you talked about diversity. Um, talk about that a little bit more. Where did the inspiration for this come from, by the way? Well, hang on, and you're going to have to tell. I do want to, I want to, I want to double click on, on something you just said there. Okay. okay. Uh, unless I just forgot what I was going to say. We need more coffee. Poop. Uh, <laughs> man, what were you saying again? You're just not uh, good. And I'm like, ooh, diversity ooh, ooh. of gifts and how we compare oh. idolatry. So, so I do think, I think some of it too, uh, is, and, and maybe not, you know, if we look back over church history, maybe that what I'm about to say would, would not actually be accurate, but I'm curious if in our individualistic culture mm -hmm. that it's more of a problem. Mm. Because you know we look at these we look at these quantitative measures. Well, like, well, I have more M and M's than X. you, so I'm mm -hmm. better. Mm. Well, if if I treated all of my M and M's as not mine but as equally right, I mean, you right. see when Paul writes about the body right in Romans twelve and First yep. Corinthians twelve, yep. he he talks yep. about this idea that essentially like we belong to one another. Yeah. So if I have more, I don't actually have more. We have more, right? Right. So if I'm curious if if in more communal cultures, mm -hmm. you, you you might still see some competition, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm curious if it would play out a little bit differently mm -hmm. because it isn't so much about me increasing mine, right. getting more for me, right? It's the common good. Anything that I do benefits everybody, right? So. I'm not. I'm not worried whether or not you have more M and M's than me, because right. at the end of the day, yeah, we all benefit from that. I don't. Know. Sorry, but what no, word no, picture? No. What word picture? Just in case I'm. Yeah. I go no, a well, direction. <laughs> yeah. I. I. Just in case there are folks. Well, I know there are folks that are listening and not watching. Uh, but at one point in the message, you brought out a oh. forty-pound <laughs> dumbbell. It's pretty heavy, you know, if you're doing curls or whatever you're doing with that. Um, so you've got this dumbbell on stage and you called yeah. a random participant. Second service was fish. No, no. Fish was first service. First, Fra fish, Frank was, Frank uh, was second service. Which yeah, Frank yeah. gave it like a good college try. He did. Like too. On the... <laughs> he did too. Oh, man. I was, I was actually slightly, ner slightly nervous. He was going to figure out some way to do it. <laughs> You'd be out, be out a hundred bucks. But... So <laughs> yeah. And what Josh did was he pulled out a, a brand new hundred dollar bill. And, and the, the point of this, obviously you're going to catch it in just a moment. And he said, you know, what I want you to do is take your eyeball and pick up this 40 pound dumbbell. And if you could do that with your eyeball, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this hundred dollar bill. That's right. Give him a little bit of incentive. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a real hundred dollar bill. Uh, but the point Josh that you were making, obviously, and it, I thought it really drove home the point of diversity. Mm. It, it brought the diversity gift or the diversity, just the, the diversity of gifts home to mm. us. We were able to see, wow, you know, if I have to pick up a dumbbell, I need to use my bicep in my hand. But if I have to read a book, right. I need my eyes. <laughs> and so there is a purpose and a plan and a calling for every person's gift. Yes. That was the point. And it's meant to work in conjunction with the gifts of others. Yes. That's why I love that Paul David Tripp quote, right? Yes. <clears throat> when we when we recognize the limits, mm -hmm. but that's, you know, Tripp writes about that in his book, Lead. Mm -hmm. uh, and gifts is one of the areas of limits that he talks about. Yeah. But, but 
limits. Mm -hmm. We don't like this in our culture, but limits are a gift. They are. Like the ability to say, you know what? No, I actually, I, I can't do that. Or I don't know that. Because mm -hmm. this should, in a sense, force us to mm -hmm. rely on those around us for those things. And again, I, I just felt like his, that quote out of, out of his book was, was fantastic for that, right? Because I'm not, I'm not the smartest man in the room. Mm -hmm. Very, you know, there, there are things that I know. Not always, sure. but sometimes you are. But, but I'm not going to know everything. Right. 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 And so I need to, mm -hmm. I need to be, you know, arm in arm with the people around me mm -hmm. because they have things that I don't. And if I use the things that I have for their benefit, they use the things that they have for our benefit. Mm -hmm. I, it's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. And I, I think what's interesting is you, you think about the imagery in the Bible of, of the body. And, and we know that Paul tells us too, that at the top of our body is our head. And Jesus is described as the head of the church, mm -hmm. the head of the body. And so uh, he's the brain. He's the thing that causes everything to function and flow as we receive signals, mm -hmm. so to speak, from him. Um, our bodies do. And, and we know that when that's not happening in a, in a human being, that person is disabled. And, and their, maybe their hands or their arms or their legs, you know, those sadly, they've been in a car accident or something and their spinal injury, mm -hmm. right? Their legs, uh, paraplegic, don't work as they should. Uh, this is an injury that comes. And it, it, it comes to me, Josh, that sometimes in the church, when we have that quantitative sort of problem, that comparison problem, and we disconnect ourselves from receiving mm. signals from the head, we do start trying to pick up dumbbells with our eyeballs. You know, <laughs> we try to read a we book do. with our fingers, you know. We, Which you can do if you're blind and you read Braille. But you I mean, can. But that's <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's ways to get around it. Um, but but the beauty of the, the multitude of gifts in uh, the church and I guess I, I, I would love to spend more time, Josh, hearing still more about why we don't stay in our lanes. Why do we reject limits? Um, so I think maybe I think even there, you have your own personal story. There could, there could be a couple of, of reasons and not all of them are uh, rooted in, in something like pride. Right. Sometimes, right, you, you have somebody and one of their, and, and you see it like this spiritual gift of, of serving or mm -hmm. helps, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you've heard it, you've heard it those ways. I think this is actually one of the more challenging spiritual gifts to navigate because mm -hmm. you just have a heart to serve. Yeah. Yeah. You'll jump in wherever. Yeah. Even if, you know, maybe this isn't your, your best fit. Right. So you, so you have somebody who genuinely wants to use whatever they have to help other people. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you don't learn kind of that specific lane, because I would still suggest, even if you have that gift of service, mm -hmm. th there are, you know, there's a specific place for you to run and utilize that gift. Right. Um, and Holy Spirit will show you what that is. Um, mm -hmm. But it's easy to get overextended. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, you need help. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I'll help out with that. Hey, <laughs> and then and then here's, and this is uh, quite frankly, this is a, a lot of this, this blame falls on church leadership. Mm. because we see somebody right who's diligent right and they we know man this person has a heart to serve yeah hey uh man could you jump in and do this and this and this and, and this, this and this 
<laughs> and you know, you see yeah. somebody who's you know, they've got a servant's heart. Yeah. Maybe they're a high capacity, you know, leader. Mm-hmm. And you just we start to like, oh, dude, yeah, this person is awesome. They could do this, and they could do this, and mm-hmm. they could do this. And so we begin to just kind of pile these things on people, yeah. um, and don't always take into consideration mm-hmm. whether or not this person is called to do that. Mm-hmm. There's the word. So there's the word. Let's talk more about calling. So this is, again, you, with the definition that we used yesterday, again, this is your who and your where, mm-hmm. which I really, again, I totally stole that from John Freed. It's good. Uh, yeah, John did a great job when he came. Because, you know, I was, I was already working on this message, but then we had that conversation. I was like, oh, like that's, mm-hmm. and, and I don't, it's not just cool because John says that I think you see this in scripture. Yes. Right, where, where God calls people to certain places. Mm-hmm. And to certain people, right? Yeah. You think we'll read this in, in Acts chapter eight about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that Ethiopian eunuch made coffee. I hope so. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it would be fruity, It'd be fruity delicious and citrusy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, but like the Holy Spirit's like, oop, go talk to this person. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, there are times where where Holy Spirit will direct us to certain people. Yeah. Uh, the hard part is. Uh, Sometimes we get this 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 God complex, and we think we're the ones that's going to save everybody. Mm-hmm. Sovereignty. That there again, you have you have the sovereignty of God, but you and you have that gift of limits. Mm-hmm. I I can't. Well, first of all, I can't save anybody. Right. Like I mean, even right. full of Holy Spirit, I can't save anybody. Only God can save somebody. Right. We know that we're called to to share the gospel, to share Jesus with people. Mm-hmm. I am not called. To share Jesus with everybody, right? I can't, right? Like that—that's not—it's not—it's not humanly possible mm-hmm. for me to share Jesus with everybody, even to share Him with everybody that I know. Yeah. So I need to be leaning into Holy Spirit to say, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit of the people around me, mm-hmm. who are you calling me to? Right. So I—I th- I think it's—it it gets us in trouble when we—we we assume. Well, I know Jesus. And I know this person, they don't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. So obviously I'm the person that needs to go and share Jesus with them. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Yeah. And that's hard. That's hard. (laughs) Well, and and I think what you're talking about limits, um, it's one of the hardest lessons I think to learn as a follower of Jesus, Mm -hmm. because you do, you you have well-intentioned desires to please God and to bring him glory, to see people come to know him, all good things. Um, but it's very easy to quickly overextend. And the th- interesting thing about, uh, uh, like, if you know this, Josh, from physiology, um, if you have one side of your body that's weak and the other side really starts compensating for that weakness, two things happen. One side becomes weaker. Mm-hmm. And the other side becomes abnormally stronger. Which well, is an, an imbalance. Well, maybe abnormally stronger, or you just you increase the wear and tear, right? You see this with people. We saw this in the hospital all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked with, uh, within the context of occupational therapy, worked with mm-hmm. orthopedic surgery patients. So hip replacement, knee replacement, right. you know, shoulder favorite. replacement. Right. Hey, man, my left knee hurts like the Dickens. Mm-hmm. So leading up to surgery, I'm really hobbling. I'm, I'm really putting a lot more weight on right. my right, right. leg. My right knee. Right. Well, now by the time I have my my knee replacement surgery on the left, I've really wore out the right side Ooh. because yeah. I was asking it to do twice as much work as it was designed to do. So when we don't live within our limits, 
what we're actually doing is we're we're stealing in a sense the opportunity for other people to walk in the calling and gifting that God's placed on their lives. Mm-hmm. So we enable people to be uh, a couple things. What I what I loved, Josh, one of the other things that really stood out to me, and I wish you guys could see this image, but Josh uh, showed a picture of of Twister, the game where you you know you spin the thing and you put a different limb on a different color. Um, and he, you, you liken the game of Twister to that Christian who is completely ignoring the limits mm-hmm. and just doing a thousand different things. And they're contorted and twisted in all different directions. Uh, in the sales world, what we say to people is, you know, I, and this is what I say to folks when I talk to them, when I'm trying to get them to buy the service that I provide, you know, you could be mediocre in 10 areas or you could be awesome in five. Mm. You could be really stellar in five. And it's probably, that's probably not even the right number. And in the church, we often see people wearing a thousand different hats. They're mediocre in 10 areas rather than being really excellent in in two or three areas. Um, Twister, I I took the image away of Twister being like, you're not as fruitful. There's not as much glory to God. And you're really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in the midst of all these little Mm -hmm. things that you're, you're, you're being a part of Josh. Have you ever found yourself in a place like that? And can you, could you give some counsel to listeners and viewers? How did you get out of the game of Twister when it comes to calling and purpose? Yeah. So actually, uh, not this past January, but the January before, uh, mm-hmm. pastor Ryan actually kind of, he, <laughs> he kicked me out of the office for so January 22, so January of 2022. Uh, he kicked me out of the office lovingly. He did. I, I mean, remember this. This is generally, this is a good thing. Uh, he kicked me out of the office and says, Hey, you need to sit with the Holy spirit and figure out what it is he wants you to do. What's the lane you're supposed to run mm-hmm. in here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so what I did, uh, I took, well, I actually got sick for the first week. That was miserable. So the, se- <laughs> the second week of it, the second week of it, I got giant post-it notes. Okay. We, we have a thing about them. My, my wife is, uh, her heritage is Native American. Mm-hmm. So we, so not in the Native American sense, but we kind of jokingly, but not jokingly called this uh, my vision quest. Yeah, sure. So, so this is my this is my vision quest. My okay. what lane am I supposed to run in quest? Yeah, I took giant post-it notes, and I wrote down all of the hats that I was wearing, both both in church world and, and out of church. Did you world. wear out any markers? Uh, so, well, I mean, I think I, I I would I might remember the number incorrectly, but it was like twenty some hats. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things that I'm. Yeah. Doing, you know, but yeah. I mean, and in that, again, they weren't all church related, but it yeah. was like, Hey, I'm a husband. Like, that's a hat. I'm a oh, father. You bet. That's a hat. Yep. And, and we went through it and we wrote everything down. We had like the entire perimeter of our living room was like covered yes. with these giant post-it notes. Yep. And so then I started to ask and I said, Holy spirit, like of these things, which ones do you want me to hang on to? Yeah. Which ones do you want me to let go of? Okay. And are there some where you just like, you need me to you know, push pause on, mm-hmm. which actually this podcast was a pause season. And and so for a while, mm-hmm. that's why we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But then when you brought it up mm-hmm. leading into this uh, last October, mm-hmm. I felt like Holy Spirit gave the green light. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can step back into this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So for me, it was, it was awesome to be able to sit there and, and actually look at all the things that I was doing mm-hmm. and to ask Holy Spirit. Yeah. Which of these things do you actually want me to do? Mm-hmm. What are you calling me to do? Mm-hmm. These are all good things. Yeah. But. But they're not all things that you want me to be doing. Right. And I knew I knew that because mm-hmm. I was 
you know, it was in a place of like, <laughs> contorted and twisted. And yeah. oop, oop, that's something starting to cramp. How did you, know, you like, <laughs> how did you, what did that feel like? Uh, tell the listeners and viewers so that maybe they can identify. How did you feel when you were in the midst of that twister game? So, I mean, a, a lot of it is just the, kind of a constant sense of, of, of being overwhelmed. Mm. But like, just like, man, there's always, there's always more to do than what I have time to do. Wow. I think that's a, that's a, a red flag. Okay. Like, like if I'm constantly okay. running behind on things, if I'm constantly dropping, oh, oh man, I forgot, I forgot to do this. I no forgot margin. To do this. I forgot to do this. Right. Like there's, wow. you know, that's a, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think when, you know, as I wrote it down, I'm like, man, I am going in, in so many different directions mm-hmm. and to where you couldn't find like a, a united theme even behind it. Because mm-hmm. again, I, I think I think sometimes we're like, oh, well, I can do this. If there's nothing that kind of unites that in purpose or in gift, like, like okay, maybe some of these things are not what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. Um, a huge part of it is, is, you know, as we figure out who and where is God calling me to, what is it that he wants me to do, kind of that, that mm-hmm. purpose, and mm-hmm. what are my giftings, and we can use that as a filter to actually start to say no to things. You know, I think I think oh, wow. sometimes people come into like our Discover Purpose, you know, group at 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 Reading Life. They're like, oh well, are you just you're just trying to get me plugged in to serve? It's like, well, as much as us wanting you to find where you can have kingdom impact, we want to give you the tools to say no to mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. because you you can't do it all. What isn't a good and, fit? And yeah, we want you to be able mm-hmm. to actually. I think it's. Uh, Oh, who came out with it? Lisa Turkhurst. The whole idea of the best yes. Yeah. Yeah, What? what's your best yes? Yeah. Josh, when you came away from the vision quest and the post-it note uh, uh, scenario, what came to the surface? How did God meet you? What What did you discover? Well, I mean, he, he very clearly told me, hey, these are things that you need to let go of. What did you let go? And so for me, if, for those of you that have been around Radiant Life for a, a while, you actually know, like I started as the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Like I, that was, and 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 I'm not saying that that wasn't what I was supposed to do in that season. I I believe that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that was one of the things. So you know, now we have you know, Rasika is our mm-hmm. you know she pastors the youth. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things where it's like no, like you have to, you have to be done with this. And that's been challenging in in a couple of ways, because there were things that I did in the community, mm-hmm. connected to student ministry. Mm-hmm. That were good things. Yeah, life-giving. Good things. But as I've stepped away and even going into the season where I felt like God said, nope, this is something you need to let go of, mm-hmm. I would get these emails from from the, the community members like, hey, we're looking for people. To, and my knee-jerk reaction is, oh, yeah, hey, well, you know, I can. I can. And the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, I, I told you you would have let that go. So it's yeah. hard because these were, yeah. these were good things, things that I enjoyed doing. Especially if it's something you've built. Yes. And it's and it's like nope. I I told you you had to step away from that. Yeah. You had to let go of that. Yeah. And that's where you know, again, for for me personally, like I've really struggled with that that whole God complex thing because mm. well, I'm like yeah, but but Lord, like if if I don't do it, who's gonna do it? And it's like that's <laughs> why like why do you think this all wow. falls on your shoulders? Mm-hmm. You, you really think you're big enough to carry all of this? Yeah. I'm not. So the discovery <laughs> of limits for you is ongoing. This yes. is a journey oh, yeah. for you to, to find. So on the other side of that, uh, listeners, viewers, 
you posted an image and this is like the most quintessential lawn chair i love it the one with the metal frame that has the fabric that's interwoven like the, the brown like it's flannel type of. they're so good they're so good and it was like a, this grandpa sitting on the sideline like a soccer field or something so you said on the other uh, the juxtaposition of the twister game of denying limits and doing a thousand things there are those believers in christ who maybe know their their calling and their purpose but they're being couch potatoes. They're pew potatoes. They're just sitting. They're maybe just doing nothing. Talk a little bit about that. How, how does a person get out of that? Well, I think you, you might have people that know their giftings, they know their calling, they know their, mm-hmm. you know their purpose, and they're choosing not to. But I also think you've got people that, maybe this whole idea of, of, of gifting and calling and purpose, that's, that's new for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, Which they're, was really home plate for Jesus. your message. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a follower of Jesus. Yes. Wait. Oh, I have a gift. I have a purpose. Right. I have a calling. Right. So I think I think it's it's not all people that know it and, mm-hmm. and reject it. Although I would challenge those individuals a little bit more strongly, mm-hmm. because you know you go to you, what you're talking about, you know, and and what we talked about with this, like, hey, I've got a bum knee, so now I'm putting more on it. Like, if you know your gifting, your calling, your purpose, and you're choosing mm-hmm. not to live into it, like you're that bum knee. And the, the result of you mm-hmm. not living into what you're supposed to do is you are putting way more pressure mm-hmm. on the other knee. Yeah. Like you've got people, you know, within the, within the congregation, within the assembly, that are having to pick up the slack. Yeah. And now I'm I'm not saying you're totally responsible because we as you know we do have an, a responsibility to recognize our limits. Mm-hmm. So the balance. I'm not I'm not trying to put total mm-hmm. blame on you, um, but I mean. If God gave you something to do and you're not doing it, that's... Finances are probably one of the best ways that we could see this in the church because statistics tell us that 10% of, of most church bodies fund 90, you know, something like 100% of, of the mission and vision, 10% of the people. Uh, what could we do if all 100% were tithing as they should? Now, that's not meant to be condemnation to listeners or viewers. No. Wherever you are in, in your faith walk... Uh, but that idea of limits and then um, being basically restricted, you know, there's this idea in the church of, of retirement, right? Like I, I did my time in the in the kids ministry or I did my time parking cars or I did my time in cafe or I did my time on the worship team. It's now time for me to just post up and, and just come to church and chill. And we don't see that anywhere in the scripture. No, like we don't see uh, we see retirement uh, from our jobs like what we do for work, of course. Uh, but in terms of God's calling and purposes on our life, these are without repentance, the Bible says. Mm. That God gives gifts and he doesn't take them back. There are seasons of understanding that twister game, the game of not understanding limits or not doing the things that you're calling, but ultimately, not doing the things that you're called to do, but ultimately, uh, it's it's... It's for this life. It's for this time here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't you don't retire from the kingdom until you're dead. Yeah, and then it's then you don't retire. It's, yep. Paul talks like you actually got promoted. So <laughs> Steve, Steve, uh, one of our sound guys, Steve Falkenstein, and I were talking back in the sound booth yesterday, and and I was thinking, uh, you know, one of the people I admired just greatly in this life, uh, a retired uh, man, Pat Arsenal. Mm. He's gone on to be with the Lord, but this guy, he was volunteering and doing stuff every day doing stuff at the art gallery doing stuff 
not just not just faith-based things. Like he was involved in our community in such a powerful way. He was a school teacher, and he retired from school teaching, and continued to pour into the the city of Sturgis. And I just I told Steve, I said, "Man, that's what I want." Well, I want a life. But again, like that. but I think that I think that again is that false bifurcation between the sacred and the secular. Yes. Like, I mean, so Say it's, it again. It's not that you have a like. Oh well, I use my gifts for church yeah. things. And here's the yeah. deal. Here's the and, and I'm kind of changing yeah. my ecclesiology with this. So like, like a lot of times when we talk about giftings, we talk about how you should use your giftings in the local assembly. And and mm-hmm. some of you, some of you, that's what your yes. purpose and your calling is. Yes. Awesome. But maybe it's not. Right. Maybe your calling and purpose is is in your workplace, mm-hmm. right? And in the giftings that you have from Holy Spirit, that is still an extension of the body because you are part of the body. Right. So the the work that you do there, right, uh, has kingdom impact. Yeah. So it's not all just about bringing people in to to volunteer in the local assembly. Mm-hmm. There are important roles there, sure. Yeah. But that's not the sum total of of the body. So we have to we have to break away from that that bifurcation between sacred and secular, because <clears throat> you might not serve a role in the local church, mm-hmm. but the gifting and calling and purpose that you have still has impact for the the big C church, which every, is the body of Christ. Every moment is holy. Yes. Every moment is sacred. Josh, you really kind of brought us home. Uh, at the end of the message, talking uh, about a challenge to to ask this question: What's Holy Spirit saying to me? And then, what's my purpose? And you let us. Uh, you called some of us, uh, some of the pastoral staff, the prayer team, to come forward, and you you encourage people. You were like, "Hey, uh, we're going to take some time now for you to come forward and to pray uh, and to be prayed for to find out what's going on." Josh, I just cannot tell you some of the conversations that I had. I mean. Um, I, I'll say some of them because completely anonymous, you know, I had a law enforcement person come up. This law enforcement person was saying, you know, they were really struggling to know whether they should stay in law enforcement versus being a part of a family business at home. Okay. This person was saying, and I had a sense, I was praying with Ryan in that service. I had a sense that I needed to ask a lot of questions as people were coming. So, you know, what brings you joy? You know, why are you in this law enforcement position? And this person said to, to physically keep children safe. Mm. That was their call. They sensed this call and this purpose. What brings you joy to minister to, to these kids? I was like, okay, I, th- I think you got some answers there. Mm. You know what God's telling you. Uh, another person came forward. This person struggling with addiction. Not a follower of Jesus. I got to pray with this person. Pam, mm. Pam and I actually, second service, got to pray with this person to receive Christ. So they found their discovery and their purpose in Jesus for the very first time, that they are no longer an addict. They're a new person in Christ. Uh, there were so many people, Josh, I'll tell you that when they came forward, they just said, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Mm. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And what I found is that the Lord was providing some words of knowledge and some things to tell. Uh, we told one young man, um, uh, he was struggling to know, what, what's my purpose? What's God called me to do? And I, I sense like God was telling me to tell him, every morning for the next week, I want you to start your day, as soon as your feet hit the floor, just say, God, what do you have for me today? Mm-hmm. Lord, what do you have for me today? Just ask him. Mm-hmm. Just say, God, I wanna know what your purpose is. And uh, I, I think God's gonna be faithful. Another young young person, uh, was talking about sharing the gospel with other people. Uh, and I and I just, we Pam and I got bold. We're like, Lord, 
we're asking this week, between this Sunday and next Sunday, you would bring a divine appointment. A single person at this person's workplace, this person was a gym, gym bro. So at the gym, uh, bring a person that this person can share their faith with. Would you give a divine appointment? Line them those things up. De design the conversation so that they can share Christ uh, in their workplace mm -hmm. or, or where they're, they're doing recreational stuff. Um, so I loved that part of the message, Josh, where, where we were able to pray in response to what you said. I think God did some pretty cool things. Yeah, which, and even that, right? Like there's a gifting there, you know, for you to be able to pray and, and cause we know, you know, a word of knowledge, like mm -hmm. that, that's a gifting from Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. right? You mentioned so, those so, in yeah, Corinthians so, 12. So you, right? Like, mm -hmm. like Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. utilize the gift in you mm -hmm. to encourage and challenge somebody else towards mm -hmm. their gifting and purpose and, and calling. Yes. So I don't, it's just, it's cool to see the way that. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Orchestrates things. It's beautiful. The body of Christ is beautiful. The way that it works and functions. And uh, may we know more about what our, what our calling and purpose is and get after it. You mm -hmm. know, maybe you're listening or you're watching and that twister image that we talked about um, really resonated. You're you're beyond your limits. You know that you're fraying at the edges. That you're you're not being as effective and fruitful where you really could be fruitful. And Josh and I would pray and say that God would we would pray and ask God to to begin a pruning process in your life, to begin to cut away in love so that more fruit can come. Mm -hmm. That's what pruning is, right? Yep. Maybe you're listening or you're watching and you're just kind of been sitting. Yeah, you're the old guy in the lawn chair. You just been chilling. <laughs> but man, you've got this amazing gift and this talent. And you may not even know that you have this gift or talent, but you do. And God wants to to stir that gift up. God wants to use you. And so I would say we want to encourage you to, to begin praying that same prayer. God, what do you have for me? Uh, and, and God's going to answer. He doesn't have any bench warmers. None. Everybody's and, in the game. And and he's not right. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I second that. Yeah. I but because I, I don't think sometimes we think it's like this this hide and seek type thing. No. Right, where we've got to like we've got to go look under every bush and maybe we'll find out what God wants for us. And no. I, I really I really don't believe that God is trying to to make it difficult for us no. to discern His will. Uh, he desires yeah. to, to know and be known yes. by us. Uh, I truly believe that God... Lost your mic again. Man, I, I Sorry, Josh. This. Where did it go? <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing I would say, Josh, in, in response to what you're talking about. That's all right. It'll, okay. it'll clip right there. Yeah, Hopefully just, there it's we go. still go. We're good. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what I would say is there was a young lady that I actually prayed with and I talked with that um, I sensed God was also speaking to her uh, when Jesus says, seek and you will find, mm. knock and the door will be open, ask and you will receive. So as you continue to ask, as you continue to knock and you continue to seek, just like you're saying, Jesus loves you, right? He wants to use you. He, he has given you the gifts. Uh, he's going to be faithful to show you. Yes. And then we just have to be faithful to step out in obedience to, to what he calls it, us to do. To do it. Amen. Yeah. So, 
Well, this has cool. been episode 28 of season three of Radiant Reflections. We hope you've been encouraged. Um, yeah, like, subscribe, make sure that you are, are sharing these episodes if you find them encouraging. Uh, the more subscribers that we get, the more that this begins to really, really grow. Uh, and that's really what we want to see. And we want to see growth on the YouTube channel, not only for, for Radiant Reflections, but also for great messages like the Church at Radiant Life got to hear yesterday from Josh. They hear from Brandon. They hear from Ryan, Pam, Rasika. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's this notion of growing our YouTube channel is not self-indulgent. It really is missional. It's something that we want to see God spread because we believe in, in the vision and direction of what's happening at the church. We'll give a quick plug too. If you're wanting to know more about your purpose in life and you've watched or listened to this, you're not really sure, get involved with Discover Purpose. Uh, this is going to be coming this September. Well, so Discover fall. Discover Purpose, we'll, we run every other month. So every other oh, month. Okay, so we'll run good. it, mate. Live Scent. Live Scent. Live Scent, which is more about calling uh, mm -hmm. and evangelism. Uh, try, try to equip you to actually share the gospel mm -hmm. wherever it is and to whoever God calls you to. Mm -hmm. Um be a part that's of that. in september we'll start september 10 but discover purpose but discover really purpose is, is every other month so that we dig into spiritual gifts we look at the things that you have a heart or a passion for mm -hmm. uh the abilities you have your personality and your life experiences mm -hmm. to say okay is there is there a place here that we can kind of glean from these to say mm, this is what god wants you to do yeah um and i'm not saying it's like a magical formula of like oh four weeks and then you'll know everything you need to know you'll know more uh, but, but you'll know more and you'll the goal mm -hmm. is that you'll at least have a next step towards whatever that purpose might be yeah well we want to uh pray over you guys and uh, uh pray god's blessing let's pray for them yeah, yeah absolutely god thank you uh for all the people watching uh and listening to this podcast um, lord we know that the gifting and the calling that you've placed on each person's life is great and it's meaningful and it's going to grow your kingdom. So, Lord, we pray for every person listening and watching that you would show them, are they in the midst of being beyond limits? Are they just sitting on the sidelines, Lord, wherever each person is at? We ask that you would speak to them, that you would stir them up to take whatever that next step is, a step back and away from too much or a step forward into the more that you have for them. Lord, we ask for you to awaken the gifts and the calling of every person, especially in our local church, Radiant Life God, that we would be as fruitful as we possibly can for you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share His love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. 
Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.